Hello, my friend. Welcome to today's podcast episode. Let's go on a little hot mom walk and talk and chat together today about mom worry. I read something this morning. I'm going to share it with you. And it really got me thinking about all the things that I have worried about, especially since becoming a mom. I feel like before being a mom, I wasn't somebody that was just naturally a worrier, but I know my mom was. And now that I am in those shoes, I can understand. So today, put in your earbuds. Let's go on a walk. Maybe you want to just take a little walk while your kids are playing outside, or you're going to take with me, take me with you around your neighborhood. But let's get in that hot mom walk energy, meaning you've got your earbuds in, maybe you're leaving one out so you can pay attention to your surroundings and start going on a brisk, moderate walk. Because if you've listened to my episodes on weight loss and overall health, neat movement, non-activity or non-exercise activity thermogenesis is so important for us. So don't degrade walking as a form of activity because it is great for your overall health, stress management, and metabolism. So pop in those earbuds and let's talk about worry. Welcome to Feminine Fitness, a podcast for women that want to make simple shifts in their fitness and nutrition that make a big difference. I'm your host, Joelle, and I've been a health and fitness coach for over a decade. I teach women how to look and feel vibrant every day with workouts, food, and mindset changes that support feminine hormone cycles. Each episode, I will give simple tips that are easy to implement that align your goals with cycle syncing. If you feel like achieving your health and fitness goals is always a fight against your body, I want to help you stop the struggle and work with your body. I'm so glad you're here and welcome to today's episode. Before we get talking about worry, I still want to share with you that I still have a big old like cast wrap thing around my right hand because of my broken pinky finger and last week I was really in the energy of like this is okay to slow me down this is okay I can learn some life lessons get out of some habits and routines that I typically am in and maybe this new you know change of pace change of routine change of place we got out we got out of town we went out of town that's how you say it. We went out of town this weekend and I was like, you know, maybe all of that is just going to bring me so much enlightenment and it's going to be a gift and a blessing. And it has, I will say, you know, I'm just somebody who has a lot of really great habits, but just like with any habits, there are ones that I have consciously made and ones that I have unconsciously made and not being able to use my right hand in the way that I typically do has hindered some of those healthy routines that I have, but also, you know, really shaken it up and came, made me pay attention to like, oh, these are unconscious habits that I have that are either wasting time or I don't need to do those things, or maybe I can find a better way of doing things, whatever. But when it comes to this podcast episode and with work, I am starting to get really irritated and frustrated because if you could only see how I am trying to record and edit with this editing software, there's really just things that I have to use both of my hands on the little mouse pad thing on my laptop, and it is kind of a pain in the butt. So if there is something that's kind of a pain in the butt 
for you. Maybe you didn't break your pinky, but something else is going on in your life that's just kind of a pain in the butt. Learning to live with it and understand it, maybe make light of it, maybe joke around a little bit about it. It's been helping for me to cope with it, but with the editing of this podcast episode, you will notice there's probably more background noise. There's maybe some settings that I am not really even paying attention to or touching because I just physically cannot with my right hand being wrapped up the way that it is. Anyways, let's talk about worry. So this morning, I was spending time reading on the couch this morning while the kids were watching TV slash playing toys slash fighting with each other. (laughs) It happens. It happens, right? We all have those. We all have kids that are going to fight with each other. If you really are struggling with your kids and fighting and rivalry and all that, Sibling Rivalry is a book. If you look in my highlights on my Instagram under book under the book books I love or something highlight. It's a really great book, but that is not what we are talking about today. We're going to be talking about worry. So since I became a mom, I feel like worry has encompassed my entire being. And when you don't understand what worry really is or when it shows up or how to process it or how to to work through it in a positive way, it is something that can just haunt you, right? And I remember when my boys were little, specifically my oldest, and tantrums started. And he was one where I was like, he just has these intense tantrums. They seem way more intense than other kids' tantrums or kids that I have been around because I I was with a lot of children prior to becoming a mom. And I just felt like, wow, these tantrums are just different. But now realizing, because I've had a second and then I've now seen how things like tantrums go, it is a phase, it's a long phase, it's a brutal phase, but they do go because your kids get older and develop communication skills. And especially if you're doing a really good job, majority of the time, because none of us are perfect, modeling, processing, and communicating like intense emotions, they start doing that too. But I remember just being so worried about, you know, my toddler who is throwing a just huge tantrums, huge intense tantrums, turning into an adult that was aggressive. It just spiraled all of this worry about what was going to be happening in the future. I tend to worry about things even with work. Like if I don't do this, then I worry X will happen, right? Do you kind of see where I'm going with? There's so many different things that we can worry about as moms. And with wisdom and insight and understanding worry, there are healthy ways of coping with worry. And I was reading Brene Brown's Atlas of the Heart. It is a beast of a book. I'm going to move around my computer here. Like I said, you guys, there's going to be back noise, but keep on walking like we're here. We're here in this together. Just listen to my voice. You don't have to take notes really on any of my podcast episodes. I try to keep it really lighthearted and conversational. But this one, these hot mom walk and talks like you just keep you keep your pace, girlfriend. And what Brene Brown talks about is with worry and anxiety and how they go together. But worry is not an emotion. So I'm reading this from 
atlas of the heart right now. Worry is not an emotion. It's the thinking part of the anxiety. Worry is described as a chain of negative thoughts about bad things that might happen in the future. I'm going to repeat that again. Worry is described as a chain of negative thoughts about bad things that might happen in the future. And when I think about that situation of when my kids were going through the tantrum phases and all that, once my kids got out of that phase, I sat and thought to myself, okay, worrying about tantrums was really a huge waste of time because my kids are getting older and at that time the world was flipped upside down in 2020. We all lived through it, right? We can refer we know what I'm referring to and all of that stuff happened. And I'm like, there are so many bigger issues as a mom that I need to worry about. And I was like, okay, putting another worry on top of my worries, that's not helpful, but that's what sparked within me. And I was starting to think of all the hard conversations that are going to come up in motherhood and all the things that I worry about my children um, facing or going through experiencing all of those things started to become things that I then was worried about. And I was thinking of the big, heavy hitting topics in in life. You know, maybe some of those things, trauma or some of those things, just very uncomfortable conversations to have with your kids. And I'm like, oh, here I am. Here I am again, worrying about a chain of events that are bad things that might happen in the future. And what Brene Brene goes on to saying about worry is she's not suggesting that we worry about worrying. (laughs) Hello, did I not just say that? But it's helpful to recognize that worrying is not a helpful coping mechanism. So let me say that again. Worrying is not a helpful coping mechanism that we absolutely can learn how to control it and that rather than suppressing worry, we need to dig into and address the emotion driving the thinking. And so when I sat and thought about all of these maternal worries that we have as moms, that I have as a mom, you know, some of the ones that you have and I have are probably the same. Some of the ones that I have and you have may be different because of the things that we have walked through in life. But what is true is we all kind of have these worries. But it's important for us to recognize that worrying is not a helpful coping mechanism at all. Thinking about worrying all the time and playing out these negative situations in our head, it isn't going to help us. But what we need to do is dig into and address the emotion driving the thinking. And when I am and have been going into those places of worry slash anxiety, fear of the future for my kids, what has been really pivotal for me is first and foremost, faith. Like really remembering that my principles of faith and what I know to be true about God and how God loves me and God loves my kids and God's truths are we are going to go through tough things in life, but God can take those tough things and make them for his good and that God wants my kids to have an amazing life. God wants my boys to grow up and be close to him. And I really just have to remember those truths, not only for me, 
but for my kids as well. Faith is a huge part of my life in helping cast my worry on, uh, like, out of my heart and into a peaceful place because God provides this peace beyond understanding when we get really close to Him and His truths. On the flip side, and it's not an either or, right? I'm, I wouldn't have the same result if I didn't give these fears, these worries to God. Logically, though, I still have this battle of like, okay, well, this type of situation could be a situation that my kids are in. And with anxiety and with intrusive thoughts, what I've wor- worked on for a long time with my own therapist is seeing it played out so vividly in the negative is only strength strengthening those negative thought patterns. So while my brain naturally does tend to have the worst case scenario play out in my mind, what I need to play out and then play again and then play again and play again is the best case scenario in my mind. So when I am thinking of whether it is big moments that are years ahead or something as small as when Bryce is going to school and he tends, he's so excited for it, but I do know that a lot of kids tend to worry or have worry when they are starting something new. We as moms tend to worry, have nerves, have feelings and worry about how the day is going to go when we're thinking about something bad that could happen in the future, right? But another that what I'm saying is is what is a logical way for me to really experience the lessening of the negative thought patterns is playing out the positive. So in that example of school, you know, you could really walk your child through a quick guided visualization of like, hey, buddy, tomorrow you're going to put on the outfit that you picked out. We've got your backpack ready. You're going to wake up and you're going to eat breakfast. Then the bus is going to get you. And then remember and imagine in your mind what your school looked like. Like, remember when we went to go see your teacher and your teacher was in your classroom? The bus is going to take you to that school and you're going to walk and you're going to find that classroom. You're going to put the backpack down and school is going to start. And you go, you can help them have that positive visualization for something that they are worried about. And we, as a mom, we tend to want to develop these types of skills for our kids because you want your kids to have a positive experience. But my friend, you need to practice this yourself too, whether it is in your career, whether it is in your home, your like your own heart, things that you want to try and start doing and experiencing. Like I know for a lot of us, maybe, maybe it's just me, you tell me, you can vividly see the negative outcome. But try playing out the positive as well. Playing out the positive, like when those uncomfortable conversations, maybe those uncomfortable conversations around drugs or alcohol or sex with your kids, those are things that are going to come up. And instead of worrying and having that be the coping mechanism of what if my kid sees this online? What if my kids has a friend and they go and do this? 
really play in your mind how you want to respond, approach, react. And like, I know there's so many experts that have podcasts, courses, various things on these type of topics. And I don't think there's a right one for any household. Like I know kind of the type of conversation that I want to bring up with my kids specifically around alcohol, because it was something that really hit and hurt my life in many ways. And so I know that there are certain things that I want to express to my children about it that maybe you wouldn't bring up to your kids, but that is okay. I'm not worried about when that day comes because I've played out many different types of conversations in my mind on how I want to respond and react in those moments. Because especially with kids, it's how the parent responds and my responses and my reactions are not of prime state. That is one area of my life I could really, really improve on, but I can utilize this same tool lean on my faith and pray that God helps my heart be um, slow to speak and yeah, slow to speak and very slow to anger that I'm not responding with like intense energy when my kids are bringing things up on and also playing out on those logical mindsets of like when I discover something on the kids' phone, like, this is how I'm going to respond. I, I personally don't want to storm into my kids' room and be like, what the heck? You know what, you know what I mean? But also my kids are still only four and six. And there are so many times where I even have little worries about my boys at the young ages that they are. And there are times where I'm like, this is something that they're going to grow through an experience, you know, living out the first day of school and all of those like tantrums and kids who are hitting and uh, that's meaning like back in the toddler stage gets throwing food off of their high chairs. Like I remember getting so frustrated and frazzled when my second born would just throw food on the floor. Like Bryce never did that. And I would go into these intense like researching and trying to fix the problem when really it was just a time frame of thinking about it start it started a chain of negative thoughts about bad things that might happen in the future that's where worry stems from and i know i'm going to be reading more in this book Brene Brown this seems to be the book that's really about emotional emotional regulation which is something i personally want to work on so i can model that for my boys And I'm just digging into this and just this like little bit about worry hit my heart so much that I wanted to share it with you because I know you are a mom that really wants to do a great job. You're a mom that wants to be close and connected to your kids. You're a mom that wants, you you know, I, I say all the time and it's not my direct quote. It's somebody I heard it from. You teach your kids two things, who they want to be and who they don't want to be. And I know you're the type of mom that wants to leave that mark on her kids that's like, my mom did this and I want to do this too. And for me, when I was really starting to experience a lot of anxiety and rage and worry after becoming a mom, I was like, this is something I do not, that I do not want my kids to carry too. And how I can make a big difference is 
is learn and grow in these areas as well as lean on my faith so hard while also putting in that like logical action of visualization, playing out certain things, um, learning, you know, when those hard, heavy hitting topics come around, I know Meg Meeker, Parenting Great Kids is a great podcast where she talks about how to bring up certain hard topics to your kids. She has a great course called Discipline. Oh, I can't remember the name of her discipline course, but also very, very good where it's, it's being a strong, competent parent to your children, but also not being overly dominating. Do you know what I mean? Anyways, we're kind of getting off off subject, but that's the thing with these hot mom walk-in talks. This is me and you. We're hanging out. And if you like this vibe of things, this more casual type of episodes, you would really love being a member of the Feminine Edge community. The Feminine Edge community is in an app. I have been absolutely obsessed with chatting with these ladies about things, cycle syncing, faith, family, and all of the stuff. The foundation of the Feminine Edge is in there. So the main portion classes of this community is the Living in Sync, which is all about cycle syncing, what you need to know about your cycle, and then Living in Sync Nutrition, where I talk about foods that are supportive for each phase, cooking phase, cooking um, ways for each phase and why that is important for your hormonal fluctuations, but also insulin resistance. That was such a, that was a topic that the ladies are already seeing such positive um, improvements on energy wise with implementing these practical tips for blood sugar slash insulin resistance. And also talking about how to live out this well-rounded lifestyle. So it's not it's not depriving or over-consuming you. You're really just in a good groove with nutrition, right? And then from here on out, the stuff isn't going to be archived. So meaning if you are a member in August, you will see the August classes as they are happening. They will stay up in September, but they will go away in no, October right? So they'll have a two month living cycle within the community. And I already know that August is going to be luteal phase specific. So I'm going to be creating this luteal phase toolkit because for most women, that is when it is their hardest week emotionally and energetically. And I know that there are simple things that we can do to give us more energy, to have more stress management, to make us feel better during that phase. So it's not like misery, right? Because if you're feeling really miserable in any phases of your cycle, that is a red flag sign of hormonal imbalance. And when you are balanced with your hormones, you will notice that the waves of mood, energy, and emotion, cravings, and all that stuff, you know, they may be higher, they may be lower, but they're more like steady, sound, nice waves on a lake. But if hormones are imbalanced, that's when you feel more like tidal waves. Maybe you feel really great and high and energetic during ovulation phase, but during luteal, you're feeling really down and depressed and emotionally, you just like cannot or energetically, you're like, I cannot do anything today. I need to nap all the time and I can't even concentrate. I'm on edge. If that feels more like a tidal wave crash, 
crash, that would be signs of hormonal imbalance to me, one of the signs of hormonal imbalance. There's obviously a lot of other things to look at, but healthy hormonal fluctuations is like wavy waters, but not tidal waves. And luteal phase tends to be the one where ladies are like, I just... I do not understand why I feel this way. I don't know what I can do to feel better. So I'm going to be creating the luteal phase toolkit. I want to do productivity in September. So productivity and time management, but it is community led. So I'm going to let you ladies in the feminine edge collective choose what will be coming up in September. And all of it will be in relation to what I know as a certified nutritionist. I've been a health and fitness coach and mentor for over 12 years. I'm a mom of two boys. Like this is really just a collective community for ladies to feel really great, understand our bodies, lean on our faith in in it all, right? Growing in our faith with our monthly Bible studies. And so I would love to just extend the open invitation of you for joining the Feminine Edge Collective right now, especially if you want to learn the foundations of cycle syncing and syncing your nutrition with your cycle and also that luteal phase survival. Because once luteal phase and then the upcoming months happen you will not be able to access the archives of the collective the ones that are sound and steady in there will always be the cycle syncing one and the nutrition one but as time goes on like that's not going to be archived over and over and over again to make it fair to the ladies that are currently in the community and are paying members like i i really love that you can utilize this app and you can listen to it on your hot mom walks. You can message me directly because my DMs, I don't even really answer my Facebook messenger anymore because it's such a hot mess. My DMs are crazy. My emails are so overloaded, but in this app, I am in there responding to the ladies. Some are asking me very personal questions and some of you I'm just getting to know better, which I love and appreciate as well. So I'm extending this invitation to you right now to go on into the Feminine Edge Collective and stop putting it off. Like I know some of you are like, oh, I've been meaning to hop in. Hop, hop in here, my friend, and let's go. Let's do this because the better, the second you start, you're going to get to know your body better. You're going to understand why it's important to have like a community off of social media. You get even more content than you get here on the podcast. And it is absolutely amazing. I'm putting my heart, I'm putting my heart into this Feminine Edge Collective. And so I would just really love to see you there. And also invite your friends. This has been so cool. One of our members actually invited one of her friends to join. So they are in it together. And I know how it works when you recommend things to your bestie. Like, you know something is top notch if you have gotten your bestie hooked to it. And so I don't take that lightly. And I love that so many of the members in there are sharing it with their loved ones, their besties, their sisters, their sisters-in-law, because this community is going to be just really cool, especially if it grows in that way. So thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. You got a good old like 25 plus minute walk-in. And if you like these type of episodes, take a screenshot, like do a little selfie, tag me on Instagram, Joelle Cease. It looks like Sue. So J-O-E-L-L-E-S-U-E-S-S and tag me 
as you are walking and listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. And thank you again for listening today.